0: This is applied to this combination. You see that what happens in this, uh, but first uh, it applies to RH negative mother, RH positive. (coughs) Now, during the first pregnancy of RH negative mother. Not desensitized in the context of we discussed the D and the RH factor. We have discussed in the last class that RH negative is not sensitized. Another RH negative is sensitized RH negative. So, sensitized RH negative is represented by what? Presence of these D body presence of the D antibody also known as anti RH factor. So RH negative characterized by presence of the, so RH negative is already sensitive, exposed to the RH positive blood. So there is presence of the D antibody or anti RH factor. And during the second or subsequent exposure it causes a immediate severe reaction. Now during the first pregnancy, the mother is Rh negative and the child happens to be to so this Rh negative mother Rh positive. So when the child is Rh positive, so during, for example we discussed like in HIV transmission, if mother is uh, HIV positive, so during the delivery also there can be transmission of the virus. So because there could be intermixing of the mother and the child during delivery particularly, maximum intermixing. So what happens during delivery of this fetus? So some of the fetal blood may enter into the mother's blood. So RH-positive fetus means what? Presence of, this is the RBC. This RBC will have D-antigen. The child is RH-positive. So, child would be rh negative, also we have discussed. But this condition applies to, the child happens to be RH-positive. So, the blood of the child if enters into mother's blood, so mother gets what sensitized. Mother gets sensitized, the mother's blood, Rh negative mother's blood. So mother's blood now will be producing the DNT body, in concentration. So first pregnancy causes sensitization, and during the second pregnancy of sensitized. Rh negative mother (coughs) these D antibodies which can attack the second pregnancy RH positive fetus so sensitized R H negative mother sensitization why during the first pregnancy sensitize and the blood is producing naturally so once sensitized we have discussed what the person remains sensitized throughout his or her life when exposed to the rh positive blood so this d-antibody it can enter into the fetus during the second pregnancy my mother is already sensitized it enters into the fetus and this fetus is what if second pregnancy also happens to be rh positive again it will be rh negative also but however it happens to be rh positive then the d-antibody will attack the Rh positive RBC (coughs) now these D antigen RBC which belongs to the second child and now these antibodies they attack the so this D antibody (coughs) of sensitized Rh negative mother (coughs) will attack what the RBC of fetus if it attacks rbc or fetus on large scale what will happen destruction of rbc is known as what if rbc destroyed in your body so that condition is known as anemia severe anemia will be there then destruction of rbc what do you say severe anemia and John Day? So, destruction of the second child RBC, a large amount of RBC that causes severe anemia, jaundice. And this destruction of RBC, the jaundice, so this can damage even the brain of the developing fetus. It can damage the brain of the fetus, can cause abnormal development of brain. And this condition is known as erythroblastosis fetalis. So, the severe anemia, jaundice is the brain of fetus, that is known as erythroblastosis fetalis. Now, so this applies only when mother is Rh negative and fetus is Rh positive. Suppose we take mother has Rh positive and fetus has Rh negative, we are taking fetus as the Rh negative. Can this Apply to this combination, can be severe anemia <laughs> isobar fetalis can occur here? If mother is RH positive, fetus happens to be RH negative. When mother is RH positive, so RH positive does not get any sensitization. Sensitization applies to an RH negative person. Is clear? So there is no question of any sensitization isobar fetalis if mother is RH positive, then happens to be RH negative. Or both are RH positive. Or even both are RH negative. Both are RH positive. Both are RH negative. It applies only when mother is RH negative and fetus happens to be RH positive. That also during the second pregnancy. The first pregnancy will cause what? Sensitization. So this is known as the fetalis. Have you understood this concept? <laughs> <laughs> Last class you were present, I hope. So in previous class, what did you discuss? RH negative getting exposed to the RH positive blood. What happened? Sensitization. What happens in the term sensitization? Why blood cells they get exposed to foreign antigen? D antigen. Already I told you primary minus response, secondary minus one. First exposure to a foreign antigen, primary minus one, sensitization. During second exposure to the same foreign antigen, there is an immediate severe reaction. So, when during the first pregnancy, mother is not yet sensitized, not yet exposed to the RH positive blood, RH negative mother, but during the Delivery of that first child, there is intermixing of blood, so that will cause sensitization of Rh negative mother. And during the second pregnancy, mother blood will be establishing huge concentration of a naturally D antibody. And this D antibody during second pregnancy can enter into the fetus body and will target what the D antigen. So D antibody will target what the D antigen. D antibody also an anti-Rh factor, so this will destroy the RBCs of the fetus. So that's all. That is all about the. Now how do we prevent anithoblastin spittalase? This condition applies only when modern I told you Rh negative, Peter Rh <laughs> positive. Will not apply. For example, if you are taking RH positive, RH negative, RH positive as the mother, RH negative as the freedom. Is clear? Mm-hmm. So, sensitization mm-hmm. does not occur in RH positive. Sensitization applies to the RH negative. It's clear. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, suppose the RH negative gets sensitized. So, sensitization will not harm the RH negative. Is clear? for the first exposure. Second exposure is going to harm the RHI. This was the concept we discussed in the previous class. The first exposure causes sensitization. Second and subsequent exposure. First exposure will not cause primary response. We have already discussed in vaccine also the same point. When polio vaccine virus is introduced into the body, antigen enters the polio virus. So what happens? Memory cells are developed. And during the second exposure to the same polio virus, the body attacks the polio virus easily. So, same concept for the body attack by using the antibody because sensitization already occurred by reducing the polyvirus antigen. So, similarly, here exposure to the RH positive blood for RH negative. The first exposure will cause sensitization and establishment of memory cell the white blood cells. And now they start producing huge concentration of the antibodies that circulate in the blood. This concept I have been discussing for the past 10 months. <laughs> the same concept primary middle force and I can agree with the secondary middle force. The plan here are the same. Thank you. So it is the same concept of what we discussed earlier. So, what we discussed this is the representation of the same. It is the first pregnancy, we are showing that mother blood is getting oxidized. So the one here indicates what? The first pregnancy, the supporting structures to the fetus, placenta, umbilical cord. We have studied about cord blood stem cell. So during delivery, when we cut the umbilical cord, we collect the cord blood. It contains cord blood stem cell. Umbilical cord contains the blood supply, umbilical artery, umbilical vein of the fetus. Placenta is the physiological barrier between mother and fetus. Placenta will provide oxygen, nutrition to the fetus. Placenta will take away carbon dioxide and waste of the fetus. That is the main supporting structure for the fetus, survival, placenta. Now, after the first pregnancy, so mother is Rh negative, you can see Rh negative, mother uterus. So, after the delivery, there will be entry of what? There is entry of the, the first fetus blood into the mother's blood. So that is shown here RBC of fetus with D antigen because fetus is shown here what? RH positive. So now after the delivery of the first child, the child's blood has entered into mother's blood, mother is Rh negative, and we are discussing that fetus happens to be Rh positive now. So this D antigen will what? Cause sensitization of the mother's blood with Rh negative. And Rh negative now will establish what? D antibody in which concentration. And during second pregnancy, the same D antibody via placenta it can enter. So these D antibodies during second pregnancy via placenta they can enter into the second fetus body or the blood of the fetus. So that is what is shown here. What we are showing here is sensitized Rh negative mother. So, the sensitized person you have to represent as what? Huge concentration of D antibodies, Y symbol here and now we are seeing why antibody here d body has entered into the second fetus and enters into the fetal blood it will target what the d antigen of fetus because fetus is shown here what second also positive r is positive so that will start destroying the rbc so this is known as what severe anemia John, Dips we discussed and this condition is known as a is is it clear now how do we prevent this erythroblastosis treatment? prevention? So, during the first pregnancy, mother is administered R.H. Immunoglobulin. So, during the first pregnancy, R.H. negative mother is injected with this R.H. Immunoglobulin. This Rh immunoglobulin contains D antibodies. Now, I recollect the concept of active and passive immunity. We discussed in active immunity, the body naturally produces the antibodies to protect itself. In passive immunity, ready-made antibodies are injecting into the person's body, but that is a temporary immunity. So, similarly, when Rh immunoglobulin containing D antibodies injected into mother's blood during first pregnancy. Suppose during the first pregnancy, if any child's blood enters into mother's blood, (coughs) clear, carrying the D antigen. So, these RH in will destroy the child RBC inside the mother's blood. To prevent what? Sensitization of the RH negative mother. Because when you prevent sensitization of RH negative mother, automatically she will not produce naturally the D antibody. Such that it will not harm the second pregnancy. And in each pregnancy, mother will be administered this R-H immunoglobulin, because it is a temporary immunity, not the natural <coughs> one. Because anyway, what is will be injected into mother's blood, so that is a temporary immunity. It will be used up, clear, by destroying the R-H positive RBC, yes. Sir, can you please repeat this? What we discussed is that how we are preventing this condition, erythroblastosis fetalis. <laughs> so this condition applies when the mother gets sensitized. So what we have to do? We have to prevent... Rh negative mother sensitization, is now? So we have to prevent the Rh negative mother sensitization. If you to prevent the sensitization. And how do prevent the sensitization? To prevent mother not producing naturally the D-antibody. Because once this person occurs, what we discussed, Rh negative continuously throughout the life, will produce huge concentration of the D-antibody. And that will circulate in the blood. And it will greatly target the D-antibody, if it enters, of Rh positive. So, by injecting this Rh immunoglobulin into the Rh negative mother's blood <coughs> which will destroy the D antigen RBC of fetus if it has entered into the mother's blood. So this is injected into mother's blood during the first pregnancy itself, is clear? So that there is no sensitization of the Rh negative mother. Because it will destroy the D antigen in the mother's blood. So, this will not cause sensitization of the RH negative mother. It doesn't cause sensitization means the mother's blood will not produce the next D antibody. So, second pregnancy was harmed. Why? Because the entry of D antibodies of the sensitized mother was there. The mother is not sensitized. So, it will not harm the second fetus. This is how we prevent anthroblastosis fetalis. Is it clear now? And in each pregnancy, we will inject this RH hemoglobin because is a temporary image. After destroying this to be used. Then. So in second pregnancy also we will provide the same RH mm-globulin. Is it clear? To prevent a sensitization of RH negative. Mother. Write down now. <coughs> if the mother is RH negative and fetus happens to be rh positive during first pregnancy and the fetus happens to be rh positive during first pregnancy during first pregnancy it may lead to sensitization of Rh negative mother on exposure to the D antigen RBC on exposure to the D antigen RBC of Rh positive fetus Such that during second pregnancy of sensitized RH negative mother, during second pregnancy of sensitized RH negative (coughs) mother, producing huge concentration of D antibodies producing huge concentration of D antibodies or anti RH factor, D antibodies or anti RH factor. And if the fetus is RH positive, and if the fetus is RH positive, these d antibodies of Rh negative these d antibodies of sensitized Rh negative mother these d antibodies of sensitized Rh negative mother may enter via placenta may enter via placenta in the second fetus in the second fetus Destroying the RBC of the fetus, destroying the RBC of the fetus, causing severe anemia, severe anemia and jaundice. Which may damage the brain of fetus, which may damage the brain of fetus, the condition known as erythroblastosis fetalis. The condition known as erythroblastosis fetalis. now right prevention of a throblastosis <coughs> and that is right now giving the first pregnancy rh negative mother During the first pregnancy, Rh negative mother is administered, Rh negative mother is administered. (laughs) Rh immunoglobulin administered Rh immunoglobulin, (laughs) which contains the antibodies injected into mother's blood the antibodies injected into mother's blood to destroy the RBC of the fetus In the mother's blood, to destroy the RBC of the fetus in the mother's blood and prevent sensitization and prevent sensitization of Rh negative mother, which will not harm the second fetus not harm the second fetus or prevents erythroblastosis fetalis or prevents erythroblastosis fetalis. So this completes our discussion on the blood group blood transfusion okay. So if mother, mother is always there, mother is always on Because sensitization mm-hmm. only been exposed is are not to end to the R.S. So, if the at that time <laughs> only so, so, is a partner nah. by getting exposed to the R.S. <laughs> of so, that leads to the harm of on the R.S. negative. So, you find while uh, we like, right, the blood they don't apply eyes positive the, the, <coughs> <coughs> the traditional
1: The irrespective of child, child could be Rh
0: positive also, Rh negative also. When mother is Rh, just listen here. When father is Rh positive, mother is Rh negative, child could be Rh positive also, Rh negative Irrespective of whether Rh positive, Rh negative, child will be there. We inject the Rh in the now, the that you that the getting the conflict the gets exposed to the Rx of and get if a what if has occurred. So that will definitely have the first or The prior sensitization has occurred. You can do it, no public role is going to that, uh, the sensitization the also. Then, watching, watching the, of the day. So that can be done if you are injecting the you know, so, the high uh, yeah. that's why the... Well, already this condition will apply. Whether you is also different, can But so, right? uh, 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 that the the, the the reaction is minor the Now we are going to discuss all. not get climate change. site client pay is I क्या बना रहे हैं? not know what to do. I don't know what मत बोलता हूं करता हूं हैं और क्यों i tell me, tell me, month uh, of October about 1.5 So uh, this is all linked to what pre-industrial level. Pre-industrial level means the beginning of the industrial revolution, 1750. So that is uh, supported by the coal thermal power station emitting the carbon dioxide in huge concentration. So, this industrial revolution, organization, indiscriminate, deforestation together. So, that has led to the enhanced greenhouse effect, enhanced greenhouse effect by increasing the concentration of the greenhouse gas. So, the concept comes from the French physicist Joseph Fourier, who gave the concept of the so friend, this is Joseph Fourier. He compared that the in cold countries the glass house is used to trap the sun's heat, which will support artificial cultivation of flood. Similarly, Earth and its atmosphere acts as a glass house to trap the sun's heat. In fact, trapping some heat by using these greenhouse gases in the earth's atmosphere, in terms of volume, 68 to 70 percent is the carbon dioxide. Then the methane, nitrous oxide, the other greenhouse gases. So, what is the role? So, incoming solar radiation towards the earth is again re-radiated back in the form of long wavelength infrared rays. And infrared rays are the actual heat wave of the sunlight. So these long wavelength infrared rays are absorbed by the greenhouse gases present in the earth's atmosphere, whether it is carbon dioxide methane or the nitrous oxide. And that is that is warming Earth. In fact, so this is only known as greenhouse effect here. Trapping of sun's heat or infrared rays by the greenhouse gases in the earth's atmosphere. And this has led to the warming of the earth, which today the global average temperature is at around 15 degrees Celsius. Had the greenhouse gases been absent from the Earth atmosphere, the Earth average temperature would have been what? Minus 18 degrees centigrade or minus 19 degrees centigrade, which is much colder than what it is now and may not be able to sustain life on earth. So, per se, greenhouse effect is essential to sustain life on earth. However, we are grappling with the issue of enhanced <coughs> greenhouse effect due to increase concentration of these greenhouse gases, particularly the CO2, the methane, the nitrous oxide. So, they are trapping some seeds. The ability to trap some it varies from one greenhouse gas to another greenhouse gas. For example, chlorofluorocarbon they also trap the sun heat, thousand times more compared to the carbon dioxide. So the term used here is global warming potential. So their ability to trap some heat, with carbon dioxide taken as the base. And we compare other greenhouse gases' ability. So, this term greenhouse effect is used interchangeably with what? Climate change and global warming. Climate change is defined as significant change in the parameters of climate, temperature, precipitation, or wind, lasting for decades or longer. And this term climate change is used interchangeably with global warming and greenhouse effect. But that is actually the enhanced greenhouse effect linked with what? Man made factors. Industrial evolution. Anthropogenic factors means the man made factors. According to inter Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change (IPCC), so this is the international body under United Nations that provides the the scientific evidence of changing climate of earth about changing the concentration of greenhouse gases changes in the air land sea temperature and this is disseminated to the policy makers of the world what steps could be taken for mitigation and adaptation measures so there are three working groups of ipc these three working group one provides the change in the concentration of greenhouse gases the first group second group provides the data on adaptation measures third one on the mitigation measures we'll discuss what is meaning of mitigation adaptation but combined report is published as the assessment report or synthesis report and the last assessment report published was in the year 2014 as the fifth assessment report so according to which which has outlined the causes impact <coughs> or evidences on the climate change according to which it is more than 95 percent likely anthropogenic factor man-made factor responsible for this enhanced greenhouse effect or climate change due to the indiscriminate use of the fossil fuels whether the coal or the crude oil the petrol or the diesel together now this Continuously increases our carbon footprint. So by adding tons and tons of CO2 in atmosphere, we are increasing the global average temperature. So when you compare 1750 to 2016, there has already been temperature rise. What is the temperature rise? Already there has been one degree centigrade rising temperature on the pre-industrial level. So whenever we are using the term pre-industrial level means what? 1750 level. Because you can see here. 280 parts per million concentration of CO2 and now we are showing what 403 parts per million of carbon dioxide so this is linked with the use of fossil fuel and also deforestation activity because we have discussed the concept of sink of CO2 so increasing the forest cover it absorbs for photosynthesis the CO2 fixing the CO2 at a sink of CO2 so deforestation activities also add CO2 into the earth atmosphere together with the increased use of the fossil fuel. The carbon footprint is defined as the amount of carbon dioxide emitted in tons in making a product or in a process, Whereby coal thermal power stations, they have the highest carbon footprint, coal thermal power stations, for example, we say that uh, uh, Dirtier fuel. So, dirtier fuel means that will emit more like the coal when you compare to the natural gas. So, we are trying to switch over to what? Those fossil fuels which are emitting less and then followed by the zero emission sources. Zero emission sources means what? The solar energy, wind energy, they come under the renewable energy or the zero emission sources. we will see that what is the significance of or implications of even one degree rising temperature what is the impact because if with the same pace we are moving and if it leads to 1.5 degrees centigrade and more so what are the dangerous consequences of climate change impact on the planet so this is linked with entire concept of ecological footprint also carbon footprint you have understood now there is another important concept called ecological footprint carbon footprint is a subset of ecological footprint or subset part of it ecological footprint is about the faster pace of liquidating the natural resources of the earth terrestrial ecosystem marine ecosystem together so our need has transformed into greed causing fast depletion of the marine ecosystem and terrestrial ecosystem or natural resources of planet earth. The planet earth is able to regenerate those depleted natural resources. But there is a time duration, it can regenerate. So the pace of depletion is higher, liquidation is higher on natural resources compared to the pace of regeneration by the mother planet earth. So this mismatch has led to increasing our ecological footprint going against the principle of the sustainable development so sustainable development means that we are preserving the ecological resources for future generation also preventing indiscriminate exploitation of the ecological resources so regeneration capacity of planet earth of the same natural resources that we have depleted is slower compared to our faster pace of depletion so, in fact, we are consuming, so what we are consuming the natural resources or depletion of biodiversity of planet earth. So, dedicating regenerated by the planet earth, so what we consume in one year, it is getting regenerated in five years. So, five times we have higher ecological footprint. So, this means that basically we are liquidating five times faster compared to the regeneration capacity of the planet earth. So that mismatch has led to the impacting different forms of life. You will see that what is the impact on marine ecosystem or the terrestrial ecosystem. But coming back to this global warming potential now, so ability of this greenhouse gas to trap some heat is differs. Suppose we are emitting methane, how for example from paddy fields or ruminant metabolism that also releases methane. Now. If you are re- this methane is able to absorb 21 times more sun seed compared to the carbon dioxide. <coughs> so this means if we are emitting one ton of methane, this is equivalent to emitting what 21 one tons of carbon dioxide in terms of what global warming potential. So global warming potential of methane is 21 times higher than that of the carbon dioxide. Fluorofluorocarbon thousand times higher. Is it clear? So, that is the concept of global warming potential. So, we have to identify the major greenhouse gases and what are the sources of those (coughs) greenhouse gases and we have to act on them. Then, this concept is linked with our entire biodiversity. So, biodiversity term we use for some total of plant, animal species or the genetic resources, so we we'll study about the genetic diversity, the species diversity, and ecological diversity. These three are in constant interaction with each other, so that means cover biodiversity. Biodiversity provides us the natural resources or raw materials to perform experiments of biotechnology also. So, different multinational companies or agriculture biotechnology corporations, so they utilize the biological resources of plants and animals battery of hunger from the biodiversity of planet earth to create multi-billion dollar market in the form of intellectual property rights in the name of patent in the name of also another one is geographical indication if we compare the richness of this biodiversity so that is mainly in the developing countries not in the developed countries, but developed countries they have a technological know-how that we every time call about the technology transfer from the developed countries. Then, how we can add value to our raw materials for so biodiversity. But there have been cases of biopiracy. Biopiracy. Biopiracy means taking away the genetic resource or ecological resource. from a developing country or the country which is rich in biodiversity without its due permission and adding value to those ecological resources creating multi-billion dollar market in the form of patent for example (coughs) who cactus so this plant is native to kalahari desert native to kalahari desert so british pharmaceutical company it took away the genetic element of hudiya cactus because it is able to withstand or remain without food and water for many months so it's genetic element that helps to remain without food and water for many months so that was extracted and developed a thinning drug develop a thinning drug by the British pharmaceutical company and we got the patent for that run. got the patent for the drug. and patent we know that this is an exclusive marketing right where the company is awarded for its creative innovation for the next 20 years within that 20 years any other company cannot use that patented product but once the patent expires after 20 years and it becomes of patent we call it as a generic generic. With identical mode of action, bioavailability, chemical composition, all remains the same. But it is just the when it's brand new drug patented, off patent becomes generic drug. Now the issue here is that Kudia Cactus genetic element was taken away without taking the permission and creating multi-million dollar market. And not sharing this benefit for socio economic development of the Kalahari Desert people. So that becomes the case of biopiracy. So there are various examples that how we are depleting the natural resources of planet Earth and in the form of biopiracy or commercial exploitation. So, how we can protect planet Earth? So the discussion is on. Climate change is clear, but this is a larger perspective in the context of sustainable development to protect the entire planet. So this requires international cooperation developed developing nations, that how we can reduce our ecological footprint and promote sustainable development. Before that, as we discuss about the climate change, now the science behind the climate change The reports on climate change provided by this ipcc as we discussed the global responses to climate change global responses means how the country will reduce its emissions and how it will adapt to the adverse consequences of the climate change so we use the term mitigation we use the term (coughs) Adaptation. <coughs> so mitigation means steps taken to reduce our carbon footprint. So how we reduce the carbon dioxide emission? One is by increasing the sink of CO2, which means increasing the forest cover. Another one is in the same, by promoting the use of the zero emission energy source renewable energy that you know in the name of the solar energy or the wind energy under mitigation measures but to what extent to what proportion we should increase so this is provided by the ipcc only to various policy makers of the world adaptation measure means steps taken to reduce our vulnerabilities due to the adverse impact of climate change because now if we look into the so rotation means here basically that we are reducing intensity of that impact of climate change now what is this adverse impact of climate change here when well, we discuss that even one degree increase in temperature height can affect the marine ecosystem terrestrial ecosystem even one degree centigrade rise in temperature and if it goes beyond 1.5 degree with the same pace we go on adding the tons of gigatons of CO two in atmosphere and why importance is given to this 1.5 degree celsius rising temperature <coughs> so automatically this leads to what melting of the polar ice increasing the sea level sea level also rises due to thermal expansion of water so, both together further increase the level. So, when you are heating the water molecules, they become less densely packed, so that also causes expansion of the water. So, when you direct melting of the polar ice, another one is the thermal expansion of water. Both together increase the level. Small island nation. Small island nations, why they are worried even about one centimeter rise in the sea level? The sea level has already increased more than 19 centimeters. Again, compared to the pre-industrial level, average height of Maldives, for example, is one meter above the sea level. So they have a, they have a direct effect. Being wiped out from the world (laughs) map and perform their activities underneath the ocean. (laughs) So, submergence of these small island nations, French Polynesian Islands or the Maldives, there, so they have the direct threat of being extinct. So, that is why they are more worried in terms of climate change conferences and committing poor develop developing nations to reduce their emissions <laughs> apart from this it also affects the coastal areas because when you are increasing the salinity, you increase in sea level it affects in agriculture in the coastal areas with increased salinity of the soil. So, low lying areas, they are also, also having an effect, like the Bangladesh system, in terms of getting submerged or the coastal state. For agriculture, we link with the temperature. Sensitive crop. <coughs> so temperature sensing crop both wheat and rice. Even one degree rise in temperature, that causes death of the crops. And destruction of billions of tons of the wheat crop. So this endangers our food security also. Endangers our or reduces the food security. So on one hand we have to combat global hunger, on the other hand we are endangering our food security as adverse impact of climate change in the field of agriculture. Now when we are saying melting of polar ice here, this is about the entire cryosphere. <coughs> <coughs> adverse impact on the entire cryosphere, cryosphere means the frozen part of Earth in the cryosphere. This cryosphere will also include our Himalayan glaciers. No, we'll Himalayan glaciers which are feeding the Indian river. So including the melting of the Himalayan glaciers along with that deforestation of the Himalayan biodiversity together. So that increases now the flood in the Himalayan state, which now affects the public health also by increased spread of water diseases increased spread of water diseases with the example is cholera you can see how the adverse impact of climate is linked with agriculture the public health including the ecosystem and the we are here to discuss on the marine ecosystem impact so this also increases the incidences of Landslide, in the Malian states due to deforestation soil erosion activity. then hot and humid climate so tropical countries why they are going to be more affected due to adverse impacts of climate change because tropical countries in terms of hot and humid climate here the increased duration of summer and shortening of the winter period so, hot and humid climate duration and increase this is conducive for increase in the western population, and increasing incidences of vector borne disease, whether the mosquitoes or insects, their population rises tremendously due to hot and humid climate. And this will now increase death due to malaria, dengue, Zika. So they all come under what? Veteran diseases. Also. So their incidences will rise. Some new areas will also come under what? The influence of the hot and humid climate, which are already not experienced and not impact of climate. Poor and vulnerable countries with lack of resources. Or in technology, they are the worst affected due to adverse impact of climate change. to food insecurity, or due to floods, or due to droughts. Studying geography about the adverse impact of El Nino cycle on the Indian monsoon. So, frequency of El Nino increases, the warm ocean water current frequency, so that has a direct influence on the both arrival and distribution, <laughs> arrival and distribution of the monsoon rain, it becomes highly erratic in nature, unequal distribution of rainfall, so this is again adverse impact on our cropping pattern, adverse impact on the cropping pattern which means reducing the crop yield and again endangering the food security of a country. Now this is overall on the terrestrial ecosystem, how that we are getting affected due to adverse impacts of climate change. These are continuous forces, they are already experiencing adverse, so this is known as extreme weather events, extreme hot, extreme cold or heat which is prevalent in the European Union, all come under extreme weather events. Next one is adverse impact on the marine ecosystem. Adverse impact on the marine ecosystem. So, marine ecosystem, the litmus test is seen as the evidence of the impact on what? The coral reef. coral reef there is a symbiotic association between the coral polyps and the zooxanthellae coral polyps these are marine invertebrate animal species marine invertebrate animal species they secrete calcareous substance that is the calcium carbonate we join together to form the so they have a hard shell of calcium carbonate when they die it joins together to form the rigid like structure or the rock like structure the coral reef coral reefs these coral polyps they provide what shelter home to the incoming photosynthetic algae so zooxanthellae means are photosynthetic algae which will take shelter in the coral reef in this symbiotic association is what mutually beneficial to each other so this is providing shelter and protection to home to the zoos and And what the algae will provide to the coral reef, they are going to provide, so they are undergoing photosynthesis and they will make the food air, sugar and lipid for the coral pollen animal species. So this is how the algae will benefit the many invertebrate animal species in return. Then they are providing shelter protection to them. So this symbiotic association, where life to the coral comes from the existence of the photosynthetic algae. Now, presence of algae attracts in food chain multiple fish species also. It attracts multiple fish species also in the coral reef area in the food chain. So this area becomes what highly rich in genetic diversity, species diversity, multiple species coexist here. So that becomes what? This is also known as tropical rainforest of ocean. Just like tropical rainforest, in Tel-Syl ecosystem is highly rich in biodiversity. So, currently, for area also becomes highly rich in biodiversity, with genetic diversity, species diversity. So, therefore, it is also known as tropical rainforest of ocean. The coral reef. Coral reef will also it will act as a barrier against any prevailing tsunamis or any such. Uh, See weather events in the ocean. The left is a barrier, protecting in the plant animal life, human habitation. This algae, they are highly sensitive even one degree rise in temperature. Because the ambient temperature they require is about 20.5 degrees centigrade, the algae requires. To, to grow and multiply, they require 20.5 degrees centigrade. If there is any deviation of one degree also, and they are highly sensitive, that called call death of the algae. And death of algae means now the soul comes out of the coral reef. So what will happen now? If the algae die then entire fish species also affected here. They also abandon this coral reef. And color to the coral was coming from whether red or green color coming from the algae only. So it is back to its what, original white color of calcium carbonate and that you call it as the coral bleaching. So coral bleaching is a direct evidence of changing climate of earth by one degree right in temperature. So whether the Queensland in terms of the long, longest stretch of the North area, the coral reef, or in India also, the Gulf of Manar or Andamanikwar Island, we have evidences so of direct evidence of the climate change in terms of polar Then marine ecosystem also gets affected. For example, so this was the context of how the polar leaves are getting affected here due to the climate change and how we are destroying the marine biodiversity. Apart from this, when you are adding tons and tons of CO2 in the North, or particularly in case of the ocean, the ocean also acts as sink of CO2 ocean also absorbs the surface of the ocean absorbs CO2 particularly that photosynthetic algae fixes the CO2 <coughs> so this forms what carbonic acid in the ocean water we are fixing the CO2 this further dissociates separates into H plus i and bicarbonate so when we are increasing gradually the hydrogen ion concentration we are reducing the ph of ocean and this is known as ocean acidification ocean acidification <laughs> so what is the impact of the rising temperature of the sea or ocean acidification. Ocean acidification will start dissolving the coral leaf structure. It will interfere in the formation of polar leaf. Apart from this, the change in the average temperature or fluctuations in the pH value, increase in the pH value So, there is already in about 30% increase in the pH value in ocean acidification. Again, all are regarding what? The pre industrial level, till date already we discussed pre-industrial level till day. there is one degree rise in temperature one degree rise has already caused more than 19 centimeter rise in sea level it has already caused 30 percent increase in the ocean acidification now these marine invertebrate animal species or even the fish species so non-mammals they are not able to maintain their internal homeostasis so we can maintain our internal body temperature irrespective of 0 or 50 degree outside 98.4 degree Fahrenheit we can maintain internally, but that is not the case for the fish species or other non mammal species. Even slight fluctuations in the pH, in the temperature. So they will make them to migrate from that location. So that will affect the breeding and this will automatically destroy millions of species of the marine ecosystem due to adverse impact of the climate change. with Whether species or any other insect species in the Ocean so, this is adverse impact on marine ecosystem, because of the adverse impact of ocean acidification of every rising temperature on the surface of the ocean. Then, coming back to this, once again the <coughs> IPCC. So, IPCC we discussed, it has three working groups. <coughs> Working group 1, this provides the scientific data on what changes in the concentration of greenhouse gases. are. it is increasing the various greenhouse gases, whether carbon dioxide, methane or nitrous oxide. It also provides the scientific data on increase in the air, land and sea temperature. So, Changes in the concentration of greenhouse gases, increase in air, land and sea temperature. That is the role of working group one. Working group two. This provides the adaptation measures. Adaptation measures as we discussed. Disaster risk reduction. Disaster risk reduction. So adverse impact of climate change is they are causing frequent floods and droughts. So we have to build what flood defenses. We have to develop. So now that is causing what? Drought and salinity increases due to adverse impact of climate change. So we have to adapt ourselves by developing like climate resilient crops. So with the help of biotechnology we are trying to develop what? Drought resistant crops, salinity resistant crops. So, this is how we are trying to adapt in the field of agriculture. So, some part of our GDP will be spent on adaptation measures in our planning decision making of a country. To reduce the intensity or vulnerability. So, there is adverse impact on what natural system, marine ecosystem, terrestrial ecosystem, on food and public health. So, how do we reduce that intensity of adverse impact? Is clear. That is the meaning of adaptation measure here. Third one is third working group we discussed provides the mitigation to what extent we should increase our renewable source of energy and reduce dependence on the fossil fuel as we discuss increasing the forest cover data or increasing proportion of the renewable source of energy so this ipcc we discussed the combined report of these three working groups is published as what? Synthesis report or assessment report. And the last one is what? The 5th assessment report of 2014, which outlined the causes, impacts and evidences of changing climate earth. So we have discussed already the first point that according to this report, it is more than 95% likely. Human influence, man-made factors, responsible for increased concentration of greenhouse gases in the Earth's atmosphere. Another point is it has already highlighted the extreme weather events we discussed. The adverse impact of extreme weather events. So, what we discussed some scientific data regarding the increase in 19 centimeter rise in sea level or increase in 30 percent ocean acidification. So, these are the evidences, including the coral bleaching arrest this adverse impact of climate change it has suggested to increase the proportion of renewable energy from the present 30% to 80% by 2050 so in the fifth assessment would have suggested to prevent this adverse impact of climate change we have to increase proportion of renewable sources of energy zero emission sources solar energy wind energy from present 30 percent to the level of the 80 percent around the world so this is according to the synthesis report, assessment report of the ipc then to protect planet earth and its entire biodiversity That is, to reduce our ecological footprint, the significance is attached to what, Earth Summit. In which year? 1992. In 1992, United Nations Conference on Environment and Development. United Nations Conference on Environment and Development, also known as Earth Summit of 1992 at the Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. So, United Nations Conference on Environment and Development, UNCED, United Nations Conference on Environment and Development, also known as Earth Summit of 1992. It adopted three important conventions to protect the planet Earth and promote sustainable development. So what are those three conventions that were adopted during this Earth Summit? So what are the three conventions adopted during the United Nations on Environment and Development? You know? United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change in FCC. What are the other two conventions? So, one is the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change in Africa. Our discussion is going in this direction. The International Cooperation to Reduce Greenhouse Gas Emission. <coughs> but what are the other two conventions Well, part of this Earth Summit? What is the other convention here? Convention on Biological Diversity. Convention on Biological Diversity and the third one is UNCCD which stands for United Nations Convention, United Nations Convention to combat desertification United Nation Convention to Combat Desertification. So this is about to prevent what? Land degradation. To prevent land degradation. So what is happening due to deforestation, soil erosion, desertification? So there is land use change. So first we have to stabilize the land use change and then we have to reverse by preventing land degradation. That is the target of the goal of the Retination Convention to combat desertification. Convention on Biological Diversity. There are three principles of the Convention on Biological Diversity. First one is <coughs> conservation of biodiversity. Second one is sustainable use of biodiversity and third one is fair and equitable fair and equitable sharing of genetic resources Or you can write fair and equitable sharing of benefits arising from fair and equitable sharing of benefits arising from the use of biodiversity. So just now we have discussed in the beginning about what the concept of biopiracy, if you remember. Another example, one example we took for the was the Hodia factor, factor. Second example, that suppose you have read about the Bt beringer, developed by the Monsanto this agriculture biotechnology multinational corporation monsanto that developed the bt cotton and also the bt Brindle. it is said that the center of origin of brinjal is india center of origin and all the diversity of brinjal varieties has emerged from india so is it that monsanto has used the indian brinjal variety to develop bt brinjal without taking the permission of indian authority and creating multi-billion dollar market for itself in the form of this BT brain. so that will become a case of what? Biopiracy. <coughs> to prevent this biopiracy, what is the authority <coughs> in India to prevent this biopiracy? So, biopiracy linked with what? Taking away the genetic resource, biological resource of a country without its permission. Now. Every country, so we discussed that developing country is rich in biological resource biodiversity. So you have to provide legislative backing, legal backing to protect your biological resources. So that is in the form of like Biodiversity Act 2002 of India So every country has to have legislation so living protected biodiversity so with that respect india enacted what biodiversity act 2002 and under this biodiversity act 2002 we created the authority you call it by the name national biodiversity authority national biodiversity authority headquartered in chennai so what is its role its role is to prevent biopiracy in india twenty multinational company or biotechnology company it has to take away the biological resource of india it has to <coughs> take the permission of national biodiversity authority otherwise it can be stood in the code of law so this is how we protect so that is the meaning of conservation of biodiversity so these principles of cobd adopted in our summit how they are implemented by individual nations so every nation has to enact this biodiversity act just like india's biodiversity act 2002. For conservation of items. Is it clear now? Second one is sustainable use of items. Even if permission has been granted to use this biological resources, but it has to follow, you read about procedure established by law under sustainable use of items. So this should not be indiscriminate exploitation of biological resources of that developing country by the multinational company. So, that is meaning of sustainable use of biodiversity harmony you study about deep process of law so fair and equitable sharing of benefits so if they are generating multi-billion dollar market by getting patent like a podia cactus they should have shared the benefits of multi-billion dollar market for the economic development <coughs> of the region so that is also one of the principles under convention of Biological diversity fair and equitable sharing of benefits arising from the use of those biodiversity or genetic resources so, these are the three guideline principles under Convention of Biological Levels that guides the protection of our virus. Hard one, United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. What is the guideline principle of UNF frequency? Common but differentiated Responsibility, CBDR. So, what is this common but differentiated responsibilities in the context of the UFRIP? First of all, this is an international cooperation to reduce greenhouse gas emissions with the participation of our development and developing nations. The context here is. For more than 150 years of industrialization, developed countries are responsible for and present the higher concentration of greenhouse gases in the atmosphere. So suppose uh, <coughs> suppose uh, there is at present X ton of CO2 already in the Earth's atmosphere. X ton is already there. If you are going to emit another y-turn, this will lead to what? More than 1.5 degree centigrade rising temperature on the pre industrial level. This x-turn suppose is already there, which has caused 1 degree centigrade rising temperature. If it becomes additional y-turn here, x plus y-turn, it will cause 1.5 degree. Which will lead to what? All those adverse consequences we discussed: submergence of low-lying island nations, low-lying countries, and further increasing intensity of drought, floods all over the world. This white term becomes our carbon budget. White turn becomes our what? Carbon budget. X term which is already emitted. The carbon space of extern is mainly taken by which countries? Developed countries, that you call OECD countries. So, carbon space has been taken here. So, for this extern, it is mainly for the past hundred fifty years of industrialisation. Responsibility on the part of what? The development. Now, under definitely, white and should not be further added. So both developed developing nations they have to accommodate within this less than term within the carbon budget. But within this carbon budget, which country should, should take a higher carbon space developing countries. So they have developmental imperative, economic imperative, where external was emitted for luxury based needs in the developed country under Y term carbon space. We are asking for what? Survival-based means. That is the difference there. That a higher carbon space within the white end should be important to the developing countries. But developing countries should not go on emitting higher levels, that it exceeds the white carbon budget and causes dangerous consequences of climate change. But developing countries, they lack the technology to promote the solar energy or wind energy. They lack financing also. So, together, how both the developed developing nation they can come together to address the issue of the climate change or global one. So, based on this United Nation Framework Convention on Climate Change, they began with the international cooperation with the highest-level decision-making body of climate change conferences, known as conference of parties meeting So the first annual conference of climate change conference of parties one was held in the year 1995 in Berlin this was followed by conference of parties meeting to 1996 in Geneva and this only is followed by you will read COP 24 Cato you read in the coming days in the newspaper. <coughs> so continuation of this only is the COP 24, Katowice in the Poland, the next climate change conference. But within that, what are the major international climate agreements? You have to know. Then only you can understand the significance of conference. The party is 24, well which is held at Katowice in 2018. Coming back to this, during the initial two conference of parties meeting, of annual climate change conference, developed countries they agreed voluntarily to reduce the greenhouse gas emissions. And there was no any legally binding emission cut targets adopted by them. The actual consensus to reduce a particular level of greenhouse gas emissions was reached during the conference of parties meeting three in 1997 at Kyoto in Japan. So during this third international climate change conference in 1997, for the first time, developed countries agreed for a legally binding emission cut targets to reduce their greenhouse gas emission by 0.2%. Below their 1990 level in the commitment period of 2008 to 2012. So, commitment means when you ratify, you are committed to reduce this much level. So, suppose developed country emitting extra in 1990, of this extra, they have to reduce how much? 5.2%. Well and good by 2008. Otherwise, by December 31, 2012, they have to reduce this much emission, 5.2% of the 1990 level. And this is known as the first international climate agreement linked to UN frequency called Kyoto Protocol. So what is Kyoto Protocol? Kyoto Protocol is the first international climate agreement linked to United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. Adopting a legally binding emission cut target for the developed nations, developed nations here known as NX1 countries, known as what NX1 countries, which includes the OECD countries or Direction of Economic Cooperation Development countries. It also includes economies in transition in the name of the Baltic states. Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, and the Baltic states. These are economies in transition. They are also part of the Cato protocol. So NX1 countries, the nomenclature used there is <coughs> those countries that abide by the legally binding emission cut targets under Kato Protocol of 5.2%. Another one is what is the status of developing countries? Developing countries are known as Non-NX1 countries. These Non-NX1 countries, they don't have any such legally binding emission cut target. However, looking at the impact of climate change we discussed, and we have to consume less than the carbon budget, developing countries should also participate along with the developed countries. With the help of transfer of technology and climate financing from the developed countries to reduce their carbon footprint. So this is under the Keto Protocol. Common responsibility of both developed developing nations to reduce the greenhouse gas emissions, stabilize the greenhouse gas emissions. But the prime responsibility with legally binding target on the shoulders of the NX1 or development. That is why it is known as what? CBDR, Common but Differentiated Responsibility. And we will see later on, it is now further added to the respective capabilities. It is further extended now. Common but differentiated responsibility with the respective capabilities also now. That what is the capability of a nation to what extent it can commit itself to reduce the greenhouse of gas emissions based on the domestic compulsion, based on the technology transfer. That also should be considered. Let's we'll discuss later on. But this is, these are the guidelines, principles of what? We will have written. NX1 has a legal binding target of 5.2%. So what we discuss? The extra emission, whatever emission level has caused 1 degree rising temperature, the carbon space taken by which country through industrial revolution? Developed country. So therefore, they have the 5.2% target under keto Protocol. Now under KETO protocol, what are the flexibility mechanisms suggested To that how they are going to achieve this target of 5.2%. What is the platform provided by the KETO protocol? This comes the concept of carbon trading now under KETO protocol. So first we write down. So write down now, climate change. Climate change refers to any significant change in the parameters of climate, any significant change in the parameters of climate including temperature, wind, Precipitation lasting for decades or longer, <coughs> lasting for decades or longer. The term climate change is used interchangeably. The term climate change is used interchangeably with global warming and greenhouse effect. Global warming and greenhouse effect. Now GHE GHE. Greenhouse effect refers to the phenomena of refers to the phenomena of trapping Phenomena of trapping, greenhouse effect, trapping starts <coughs> Trapping sun's heat, <coughs> trapping sun's heat <coughs> by the greenhouse gases present in <coughs> greenhouse gases present in the Earth's atmosphere. North atmosphere including carbon dioxide and methane, including carbon dioxide and methane. Next sentence. In cold countries, in cold countries, a glass house is used to trap some seed. to some seed for the artificial cultivation of plants for the artificial cultivation of plants yes, a high concentration of these greenhouse gases a high concentration of these greenhouse gases is harmful for the environment is harmful for the environment while while if these greenhouse gases were absent these greenhouse gases were absent from the atmosphere So not atmosphere. The global average temperature would have been would have been minus 18 degrees centigrade, which is much colder, which is much colder than what it is now. much colder than what it is now now right heading global responses to climate change global responses to climate change first one mitigation mitigation means that taken to reduce, steps taken to reduce greenhouse gas emission by increasing the proportion of renewable energy, increasing the proportion of renewable energy Like solar energy and also increasing the sink of CO2, increasing the sink of CO2 by increasing the forest cover, by increasing the forest cover adaptation. Adaptation means steps taken to reduce the intensity reduce the intensity of adverse impact of climate change, Reduce the intensity of adverse impact of climate change in agriculture by promoting climate resilient crops by promoting climate resilient crops which may be thermal resistant drought resistant, which may be thermal resistant, comma, drought resistant and salinity resistant and salinity resistant. To increase the crop yield or increase food security, adaptation also means disaster risk reduction disaster risk reduction by integrating the economic development by integrating The economic development of the country, the national planning and decision-making, national planning and decision-making. on terrestrial and marine ecosystem, to reduce the impact on terrestrial and marine ecosystem. And on public health, and on public health. Now write IPCC. (laughs) Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change is an international body established in 1988 by nineteen eighty eight by World Meteorological Organization, WMO and United Nation Environment Program UNEP United Nation Environment Program UNEP. To provide the scientific basis of climate change, scientific basis of climate change, an increase in greenhouse gas concentration, increase in greenhouse gas concentration to the policy makers of the world. working group of IPCC are WG1 working group 1 provides scientific data WG1 provides scientific data on changes Data on changes in the concentration of greenhouse gases, changes in air, land, sea temperature, air, land, and sea temperature, and also changes in the sea level. Changes in the sea level. WG2 provides adaptation measures. Working Group 2 provides adaptation measures to reduce the vulnerabilities. To reduce the vulnerabilities due to adverse impact of climate change. due to adverse impact of climate change on natural systems, on natural systems, terrestrial and marine ecosystem, natural system including terrestrial and marine ecosystem, and also on food and public health, and also on food and public health. WG three working group three provides mitigation measures to reduce the concentration of greenhouse gases. Change the panel. The combined report. Of working group one, (coughs) two, and three is published as the final assessment, published as the final assessment or synthesis report of IPCC. The last report to be published is the last report to be published is fifth assessment report in 2014 in 2014, which has outlined, which has outlined the causes, impacts. And measures, causes, impacts, and measures to combat climate change, which are as follows. First one Warming is unequivocal warming is unequivocal and it is more than 95% likely human influence more than 95% likely human influence responsible for climate change Associated with deforestation and increasing the concentration of fossil fuel. Deforestation and increase in the concentration of fossil fuel. Second one: the adverse impact of climate change. Are already being seen across the globe are already being seen across the globe in the form of in the form of extreme weather events extreme weather events causing Increased floods, droughts, decrease in food grain production, comma, increased death due to, increased death due to vector-borne diseases, like malaria, and also increase acidification of oceans. Next point <coughs> to reduce adverse impact of climate change, mitigation efforts in the form of mitigation efforts in the form of increasing the proportion of renewable energy from 30 percent 30 percent to 80%, Eighty percent eight zero by twenty fifty. Now, right, then, International Cooperation, International Cooperation to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Okay right now, the international efforts to address climate change. The international efforts to address climate change by the cooperation of both developed and developing countries. Formally began formally began with the adoption of UNF during earth summit <laughs> at Z O D Janeiro in Brazil, Rio de Janeiro in Brazil in nineteen ninety two Brazil in nineteen ninety two which was followed by annual climate change conferences Followed by annual climate change conferences (laughs) in the form of Conference of Parties Meeting, Conference of Parties Meeting COP as the highest decision making body. A decision making body such that COP one was held in nineteen ninety five COP two in nineteen ninety six at Berlin and Geneva respectively <laughs> during which the developed countries followed, during which the developed countries followed voluntary or non binding, followed voluntary or non binding emission cut targets. To reduce the greenhouse gas emission emission cut targets to reduce greenhouse gas emission however the consensus was reached in cop 3 at Kyoto in Japan Now, write the heading COP3 Kyoto Climate Conference. COP3 Kyoto Climate Conference. It was a successful climate change conference in adopting. or legally binding emission cut targets, legally binding emission cut targets to reduce greenhouse gas emission. Right, Kyoto Protocol is the first international climate agreement linked to UNFCCC, in which developed countries. Or NX1 countries or NX1 countries agreed for a legally binding for a legally binding emission cut targets of greenhouse gases emission cut targets of greenhouse gases, by 5.2% below 1990 level in the commitment period of 2008 to 2012 below 1990 level in the commitment period of 2008 to 2012 In the recognizing recognizing the role of developed countries responsible for the present higher level of higher level or concentration of greenhouse gases higher level or concentration of greenhouse gases in the earth atmosphere for the past 150 years of industrialization for the past 150 years of industrialization So this protocol places so this protocol places a heavier burden on developed countries with prime responsibilities Prime responsibilities to reduce greenhouse gas emission. However, considering considering adverse impact of climate change, developing countries. Should also promote developing countries, should also promote renewable energy with the help of transfer of technology, transfer of Cleaner technology, you can write transfer of cleaner technologies and climate financing from developed countries. So, this is based on the guideline principle of. So, this is based on the guideline principle of. Common but Differentiated responsibilities CBDR, Common but Differentiated responsibilities CBDR, of UNFCCC. Now, Keto Protocol we discussed adopted in the year 1997, but in which year? Before. So, what are the years to come into effect for Keto Protocol? Yes? So, 1997, it was adopted. which year it came into effect, Keto Protocol? Yes? So the reason that KETO Protocol came into force in 2005. Not U.S. withdrawal, U.S. was never part of the KETO Protocol. Yes. <laughs> so at that time U.S. was the la- highest or largest emitter of greenhouse gas. Now China is the largest emitter of greenhouse gas. But at that time U.S. was the largest emitter of greenhouse gas. Where by push at the station outside the KETO Protocol. Now, Keto Protocol has to be an effective instrument to tackle climate change. So suppose Keto Protocol is ratified by 5,500 nations, but together these constitute and produce only 2 or 3% of greenhouse gas emissions. So I will address the climate change issue. So therefore, to make it an effective instrument to address climate change, there are two important clauses in the Keto Protocol. First of all, was that a minimum of 55 member nation should ratify the keto Protocol, and together these 55 member nations should constitute a minimum of 55% of global greenhouse gas emission. Then only it will lead to the ratification of the keto Protocol, and it can address the climate change. As US was the largest emitter. So it was difficult to reach the second clause of 55% of global greenhouse gas emissions. However, when Russia rectified in 2005, they reached the magic figure of 55%. And thereby Keto Protocol came to effect 15 February 2005. Is it clear now? So this is the first international climate agreement, Keto Protocol. And the second international climate agreement is what? Paris Climate Agreement for paris climate agreement also having the same clause of 55 member nation and 55 percent of the gain of gas emitter then only paris climate Agreement will come into effect it already come into effect the paris climate Agreement. we will discuss on that also but this was the about the keto protocol here now keto protocol as we discussed that how it provides the flexibility mechanism nx1 countries and how they can reduce the greenhouse of gas emissions so this flexibility mechanism is discussed under the carbon trading mechanism between the developed developing nations or between the two developed nations is nx1 countries for emission allowance or emission permits in the concept of carbon credit write down the statement here that keto protocol was adopted december 11 adopted on December 11 1997 but it came into force on 16 February 2005 and then we'll discuss in the next class